the Bellissimo Files, home to the world's biggest stars. Get your hands up. Live on your radio. And you can check us out on your socials. <laughs> your favorite person, Serena. Serena! The Bellissimo Files on spin. And now your host, yeah. Serena Bellissimo. Good morning. How's it going? Serena here with you for the next couple of hours and I hope you're having a great start to your weekend. I have a really fun Bellissimo Files on the way for you. I'm going to be catching up with some of the stars of Fate, the Wink Saga. Elliot Salt and Hannah van der Wusthuizen are going to be talking about filming and um, why they waltzed their time away here on Dublin and their dreams of waltzing onto Strictly Come Dancing. I'll also catch up with their co-stars Leo Min- Leah Minto and Aina Hardwick, as well as talking about Fate the Wink Saga. They're going to be telling us all about normal people, what it was like filming that and how they feel talking about it three um, three years later. And up next, I'm going to introduce you to our one to watch. It is Femi's oh, The Bellissimo Files One to Watch This week's one to watch is an Irish singer, songwriter, producer who has just come off a really busy summer of festivals and yesterday released his latest track, In My Head. It's Femi. Femi, welcome to the Bellissimo Files. Thank you very much, Serena. How are you keeping? (laughs) I'm good. How are you keeping? Because, like, this, this track that you've just released is fabulous, but it's also so personal. How does that feel? Um, it feels pretty good to kind of put myself out there in a kind of, like, vulnerable position because it was pretty, like, scary at the start, like, kind of see how people would, like, perceive or, like, take it. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like music's music. If you like it, you do. If you don't, you don't. So there's not really much you can do about that. But, yeah, I'm pretty happy with the release. What inspires you to literally get in your head for this song? I think I kind of, like, was going through, like, a really heavy phase with, like, comparison. See, like, other artists are like, oh, they're getting this opportunity there, they're getting that. Or just even, sometimes it could be in yourself. You can look at the mirror and be like, oh, you're comparing yourself from times you were at before. But I kind of was just writing off of that because I'm just like, those are just phases that everybody goes through and the grass is always greener on the other side. So, yeah. <laughs> and, Well, it's really interesting you, you mentioned that because so many of us do that. We look mm. at someone, we don't know the whole story, but we don't go, oh my God, their, their lives are so much better than mine and I'm doing so much worse. How do you stop yourself from doing that? And sometimes actually looking at what you're doing and going, hold mm. on a second, I say the best way to kind of stop comparing yourself is just to like throw your phone away and actually just sit yourself down and think of yourself 10 years ago and imagine would you be where you are right now and that's just the best way to kind of like ground yourself and show some gratitude and pat yourself on the back. Yeah and you've got a lot of patting on the back to be doing Femi as I said you've just released a new single but you also had a really busy summer filled with festivals. What was it like being back at festivals (laughs) not only as a festival goer but actually performing? This was my like first summer like ever performing at, at festivals so it was pretty 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 crazy because I say the one time that I went to a festival I think I was at what 17, 16 and then now being 20 after pandemic and stuff playing like festivals it was just I don't think I really got like as I was performing I don't think I really got a full grasp of it maybe until like last week it was just a surreal feeling that I, I like I'm still finding hard to process and grasp well when you yeah. look back is there a standout moment? yeah I think it was Longitude because my manager is also an artist as well Plantain Papi uh, and when I started making beats, I was like, I think like 15, but I was a really, I was huge. I still am a huge fan of his music and stuff. 
And then that's when I tried sending him beats and stuff. So he was like, these are pretty good. And then we just kept on talking, bouncing music from each other to each other. So this just started from my bedroom. And then from that to where we are now, it's just something that I was just like, I can't grasp. I don't know how to, I don't know when I will, but I just cannot grasp onto it. It's insane. Now, if people are tr trying to Google you, please don't try F-E-M-I. You have to try F-3-M-I-I-I. Why? Yes. <laughs> Why? Because, <laughs> because obviously, Femi's a Nigerian name, and Femi's probably the most popular Nigerian name. So I was just like, okay, what could I do? Let me put three there. And I was I was like, let me add an I. I was like, no, let me add three eyes. So I was like, okay, the number three and three eyes. And I was like, I actually liked it. I love the number three a lot. So I was like, it's actually pretty cool. Little did I know, it's going to probably cause the most stress in my life later down the way. Why has that been stressful? Because it is something like once people get used to it, they will get used to it. But what has mm. caused the stress? Because this is really interesting for any artist starting off. When people call it, like say if someone goes some, oh, do you know this artist Femi? And they're like, oh no, search him up. I say word of mouth is probably the most stressful. Yeah. They try yeah. to search I can't find this guy anywhere. Like, I don't know what they're talking about. Blah, blah, blah. No, you have to spell it like this, this, this. Or even I say pronunciation. I can't even blame them because I say there's been a lot of artists that have like numbers in their name. Like, I think there's an American artist called Black, but people used to call him Six Lack because he had a six in the front of his name and it was actually pronounced Black. Femi, say it enough and people will know how to say it. So. Yes, that's, that's, the name is Femi. <laughs> exactly. Um, Femi, what's the plan for the rest of the year? I'm playing Ireland Music Week next week on Wednesday, the 6th of October in Workman Cellar. And I have a headline show soon to be announced, which is going to be before the end of the year. Keep your eye, uh, keep an eye on Femi's socials to find out. Femi, if people do want to follow you, go on, spell out what people need to type in. If you want to find me on any socials, type F, the number three, letter M, and three letter I's. That's how you spell <laughs> Femi. <laughs> and it is well worth a follow. Femi, good luck with everything, and thank you for coming on thank today's you, show. Thank you I appreciate you so much for having me. Before I let you go, will you introduce mm. your new track? Hey guys, my name is Femi. This is my new single, In My Head featuring Kaki Kid on the Bellissimo Files. This is the Bellissimo Files. Exclusive to Spin. Fate the Wink Saga fans are excited because they have binged and re-binged season two of the series. Um, we see, well, the cast see themselves back at Alfea. This time they're dealing with different monsters and trying to take down the new headmistress, Rosalind. Two stars that came back are Elliot Salt, who plays Terra, and Hannah van der Westhusen, who plays Stella. I was so excited to catch up with the two of them. It's so great to have you guys back again. Hannah, yeah. I was on... I was on your Instagram and I love that you wrote about the first day and it was like reunited and it feels so chaotic. Tell me yeah. about that chaos. <laughs> oh, yes. It was like everyone just screaming in each other's faces yeah. with excitement. It's so delightful. Also because we'd all been uh, having to, I was going to say hibernate, that's not what it's called. What was it called? <laughs> isolate. Oh, we had to isolate, not yeah. hibernate. So we were all a little bit on him. Yeah. We <laughs> came together. Yeah, and it was, I wonder if that going. is reflected in the show. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was it like for you, Elliot, when you turned up and there was all this chaos going around? Um, I, I mean, I think I was was well central to the chaos. <laughs> I think I was. I think I was 
partaking. But we were bang in the centre. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was lovely. It, it was like lovely, familiar back to school chaos of like, yes, here are all my mad little friends. Yes. Um, and we get to pretend to be fairies as our job. I was going to say, you, like, the one thing I love about your jobs is that you, you get to not grow but you get to not grow up. What is yeah. that like, being able to go and imagine every single day? It's so weird and great. Like, yeah. it's a lovely experience, especially when we get to do a bit of magic. Yes. And it's, it, <laughs> it is very strange because we go away to, those of us who aren't from Ireland, go away to film it. Um, and so you're stuck in a kind of strange boarding school for people who should no longer be at boarding school. Yes. Um, <laughs> world the boarding school. Um, and so the it makes you sort of regress as a person, yeah. um, which kind of makes all the playing even more fun. Yeah, definitely. Because you forget that you're a grown-up. But you still got to, you know, have some fun. I know the first time you guys were here, we spoke about the hikes that you went on and people getting really competitive and um, <laughs> having some great parties. I want to know the parties you guys got up to when you were on set. I mean, I guess this time it, it was diff different because it was a pandemic. To be honest, we did a lot of just <laughs> hanging out. Yeah, we learned how to salsa and how to... Well, Waltz. waltz. There was an evening which was just me and Hannah learning to waltz in the, <laughs> beautiful. In the room. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's actually mad of us. I can't just drinking no. so much red wine and, and waltzing. I can't believe we've just said that to the world. <laughs> but here we are, here bravely we are. coming out as waltzers. <laughs> are we going to see you guys maybe on Strictly Come Dancing? <gasps> or oh. even better, if we get a season three, I think Stella and, and Tara should have a waltz scene. I agree. I totally agree with that. anyone can make that happen, actually, it's the fake doing song it's of fans. It's true, it's true. Please, we're, 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 we're begging We're crying for out for it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there's no video from that night, is there, that we can watch oh, in the no. meantime? And, and truly, I think, I think that is for the best. best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were not once in, in step or in time. <laughs> Kidding, we were perfect. We're great. We're perfect. TV gold. Yeah. When you handed over season one, you weren't sure of the reaction you were going to get. You topped the charts, right? So now handing over season two, how are you feeling about that? I feel really excited because I think it's better. Yeah, I agree. I feel like everything's just stepped up. It and has. Also, the fans are so amazing and brilliant and we've had so many gorgeous interactions with them, whether that be online or in person. And it's just really nice to be able to be like, we're still here and we're still yeah. making this thing. And I'm really, really excited to give people... <laughs> like further iterations on the stories that they already have learned to love. Well, look, I'm really excited about the fans being able to see season two, but what I'm even more excited about is coming back and chatting to you about season three and that gorgeous waltz scene you're about yeah. to do for us. Please, <laughs> you and us both cannot wait. <laughs> we will be there. I love them. You can check out Winx, the fate, the Winx saga. It is streaming on Netflix now. Let's go! Files. What to watch. What to watch. Joining me in studio is our very own Deirdre Malumbi to talk about two of the most anticipated films that are not on at the cinema. They're not on at the cinema, no. We're talking about Blonde, which is streaming now on Netflix, and the one I'm super, super excited about, Hocus Pocus 2. Well, let's start with this one. I think once I play the clip, everyone's going to know where this one's from. A kiss on the hand may be quite continental, but diamonds are a girl's best friend. 
Even if you don't know anything about Marilyn, if you don't know the full song, you know that that's Marilyn Monroe singing Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. That is from Blonde, the next Netflix film starring Anna de Armas. Anna de Armas, yeah, people might recognise her from uh, Knives Out. She was recently in The Grey Man. And I have to say, she's absolutely incredible um, in this movie. People have probably seen like the promotional posters and stuff and the makeup is amazing, but her performance as well is just brilliant in it. And it's it's worth watching this film, Blonde, um, for her performance alone. Uh, Blonde is an interesting one because what it does is it kind of fictionalises the inner life of Marilyn Monroe and it touches on a lot of the kind of known main points in Marilyn's life. So am I right to say they take main stages of her life Mm -hmm. and then tell us how they think she was feeling during this time in her life. Yeah, and they kind of interpret it by these kind of real, like, cinematic moments, I suppose is how you describe it. Um, But I have to say, I went into this not expecting it to be as bleak as it ended up being. Um, It's almost three hours long, so by the end... What? I know. Serena, Serena's checked out. She's gone. <laughs> She's left the building. <laughs> Three hours long. Like, I, I have been intrigued because mm-hmm. when you look at the posters, you're going, oh, my gosh. And I've seen the clips and I feel like I'm watching Marilyn. Mm-hmm. But then, okay, well, three hours, that's a bit much. But then I've read all the controversy. Yeah. It's, people are slating this for very different reasons. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, what I kind of felt watching this movie was that it's so bleak and it's so miserable and you're kind of left at the end of this just completely devoid of hope because I suppose you're relating to the fact that this wasn't just stuff that was happening happening in the Hollywood industry, you know, years and years ago. This is stuff that's, you know, kind of in recent history and everything we know about the recent, you know, Me Too movement when a lot of these things uh, came out and there are a lot of moments in this film that kind of touch on that. Um, so I thought that it was it was so it was just so sad to be honest and three hours of such a sad sad movie like you really have to be in a certain mood to watch it I do think that it can be quite beautiful and like I said Anna Darmus I mean she's she's absolutely amazing in this I wouldn't be surprised if she got some um, award nods for this and I'm really interested to see what she does next as well I mean the movie that I could probably compare it to the closest wouldn't be like your straightforward biopic it'd be something like you know Spencer with Kirsten Stewart playing Diana and how that was kind of I I don't know like it was more of a kind of artistic interpretation of the events rather than like a straight biopic and I don't know if it got So basically it's a fairy tale but it's a horror fairy tale. It's you know what it's actually very very close to a horror movie that's actually a pretty apt description of it Uh, but at that I did think that it was very interesting and like I said the lead performance in it it was great I'm not sure about if I loved the way that it went about depicting Marilyn Monroe's life though. Okay, what are you going to give it out of five? I'll give it three out of five stars. I do think that I'll go back back and rewatch it at some point but like I said when I'm in a certain mood because it's heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and it is topping Netflix charts. I mean there is a, a genuine interest in this. Another thing that there's a genuine interest in is Hocus Pocus 2 coming to Disney Plus. Let's take a clip. Let's focus. We must fly to our ancestral cottage, get book and brew our potion. Then what, Winnie? Then what? Then we run amok in Salem. Ah, muck, 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 muck. The scene 
brothers and sisters are back. Oh, I'm so delighted. <laughs> now, I will say, do you need to have watched the first Hocus Pocus to get anything of this? I would say absolutely. But also, why wouldn't you have watched Hocus Pocus at this point? And why wouldn't are you, you judging? Watch it? Are you judging their digital number? <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say about Hocus Pocus 2, I do think it suffers from the same issue that so many of these sequels that take years and years after the originals to come out. Um, it has that same issue in that it is a little bit lazy. It feels like it's touching on points that you loved from the original. It's not adding a whole lot that's new and interesting. But at that, I was so, so happy to see the Sanderson sisters yeah. back. I think that the enth- not just the enthusiasm and the fact that they throw themselves all in, but just the sheer talent of Bette Midler, Kathy Najimy and Sarah Jessica Parker. I mean, I think that these three actresses are the only three that can recreate the Sanderson sisters. They're so funny, so fabulous. I think their on-screen chemistry is next to none. And you just have so much fun watching them run amok Salem. And I can also reveal that they have a number of musical numbers. I was going to say. I was delighted about. Now, yeah. it's it's not the exact same ones that you would have seen in the first Hocus Pocus, but I just, oh, I, I did get such a kick out of watching this movie, having been a fan of the first one. I thought it was so much fun. And I have to say, that is all I'm hearing. I, I watched it as well, and it is a lot of fun. I For me, it was the musical numbers. For mm-hmm. me, the reason why I... I don't have that much of a love for Hocus Pocus. I'm really sorry. I only saw it a couple of years what? ago. I know, no, I know. Serena. I know. But I do love those three ladies together on screen as the Sanderson sisters. And for me, it was all those musical numbers. So if you're a fan, you are not going to be disappointed. Available now on Disney Plus. Deidre Malumbi, what are you going to give it? I mean, see, as a fan, I'd give it four. I know it's probably not a good <laughs> movie. It's probably more of a three star movie. But you know, whether it's this weekend or this Halloween, make a double bill night of watching the first Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus 2 both streaming on Disney Plus now it's it's oh, it's just a joy uh, do you know what's a joy talking movies with you and oh. I've enjoyed every single minute of it Deja Malumbi thanks a million thanks so much if Serena. people want to follow your film reviews give us your um, uh, Twitter handle uh, Instagram handle Oh, um, so I'm at Deirdrop Malumbi on both uh, Twitter and Instagram. That's D-E-I-R-D-R-E-M-O-L-U-M-B-Y. <laughs> Can you tell she's a journalist? Um, <laughs> Deirdre Malumbi, thanks a million for everything. Thanks. If you want to find out what is playing in cinemas this weekend, tune in to We Love Movies with Gordon Hayden tomorrow morning from 8am where he will have the latest reviews. The Bellissimo Files. Favourite things. Early mornings are not my favourite thing, but for my next guest, she's had to make them her favourite things. I'm talking about Emma Nolan from Fully Charged with Emma, Dave and Ashling. Welcome to the show. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me. Welcome I can't believe I'm spin. here. Thank you, thank you too. I'm pink now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, how are you finding the early mornings? Do you know what? I think they're going to be the making of me. Oh, come on. I- I'm not... I'm so serious about this. I'm a terrible napper at the best of times anyway. Yeah. So um, now you have an excuse. But but I'm also then someone who struggles to get to sleep at a decent time. So now now because you're so tired, like being asleep at half eight, nine o'clock is gorgeous. Are, I love it. Are you actually asleep by half eight, nine o'clock? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying not to nap now. This is okay. the thing. Okay. So that I will sleep by half eight or nine o'clock and, and sleep through until whatever, quarter past five-ish. Oh. And do you know what? It's, it's good. I, I like it. Really? Being awake before before the world is something kind of lovely about it. You're kind of going in to, to get ready to be there when everybody else starts getting up or something. It's just there's something really nice about breakfast and, and that hour of the morning and it almost feels like you're, you're up before the majority and then they'll start waking up and you'll be kind of in work and ready to go. It's just, I don't know, it's quite nice. Well, we love waking up with you. Oh, thank you. But we want to know 
little bit about you. Through your favourite things. You ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. What TV show are you obsessing over right now? Uh, I am obsessing lately over anything to do with the royal family. So, really? Yeah, there is a brilliant Diana documentary that is on now. Watched that recently. Fantastic. Uh, and obviously all things the royal family and the Queen as well. It was a tw- uh, 25 years. It was Princess Diana's anniversary. And then obviously the sad news about the Queen. So I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for the crown. I've always been a sucker for all this kind of stuff. So I haven't had room for anything but royal family content over the last little while, to be honest with you. Do you have a favourite film? Uh, no, quite a hard one to call. However, there are a few feel goods I go back to a lot, including When Harry Met Sally. Really? Yeah, I yes! love that movie <laughs> so much. And then childhood-wise, I just loved Homeward Bound. That's not something I expected you to say. Why is it why is that? I don't know. It's not like, why Homeward Bound? Homeward Bound, I remember being asked before, I was at a stag, my friend Stag, he was marrying his, um, his long-term partner. Uh, so I went on my first ever stag before I went on a hen. Um, my friend just loves games and adventure and outdoor stuff. So we had a whole weekend of, you know, up and down doing climbing and g- games. He's one of the games. And he made everyone off the top of their head ask, answer the question, what was your favourite childhood film and what was your favourite, if you had to pick one favourite film now? Don't overthink it. And I just went Homeward Bound and When Harry Met Sally. Wow, okay. It's just great. The cat and the two dogs, they find their way home. It's just so sweet and lovely. And I still to this day wonder how they film something with live animals like that. It's pretty remarkable. The magic of film. Um, do you have a favourite book? Yeah, I do have several favourite books. Uh, I'm going through a phase of reading at the moment, which is always good. And sometimes I can have a phase of not being into reading at all. Yeah. Currently doing a bit of Bridgerton because I can't wait for the next season. So I started watching the show and then later now reading books. What's it like reading? Because I don't know if I could... Like, it's one thing to sort of enjoy the show, but I don't know if I can go back and read everything they're talking about. You know what? In that series, I can do it without the books. It makes me so stupid. <laughs> Not in the slightest. But almost the language and the tone, and you can hear, you know, the really fancy voice of uh, Lady Whistledown. Obviously, it's Julie Andrews, isn't it? So, like, when you're reading that now, having watched two seasons of the show... I am saying it in her voice, you know, so it actually oh. kind of works so in my head as I read. Yeah. You're acting while you're yeah. reading. Um, what song should everyone have on their pumped up playlist? Although for you, I think I'm going to reverse this. Okay. What song should everyone wake up to before they wake up to Fully Charged? Um, Chris Malinchak's So Good To Me. Do you wake up to that? I'm not at the moment. I used to. <laughs> <laughs> I used to wake up to music, but uh, no, now it's just, it's just hear that alarm and run. How many alarms do you set? Four, and I bought a physical alarm for this wow. show. Wow. Because I don't trust myself. Do you have a favourite album? I do, you know, and it's only uh, in recent years that I started actually listening to albums. I was a sucker for listening to a few singles off an album but never actually giving it the full the full go. So I'm going to have to put Kendrick Lamar Dam up there. 2017, just found it a wonderful piece of work. It did win him a Pulitzer Prize. And also, I have to say, in 2020, when everything was going on, there was something about Evermore and folklore from Taylor Swift that just made me respect her as an artist so much more. What podcast are you listening to right now? My therapist goes to me. <laughs> Just can you believe they sold out? What was it? The the, the Gaiety, I think they were playing, yeah. and now they're selling three, three arenas. arenas. I was at the tent for an extra picnic. How was that? Oh my God, Serena, like the queues of people outside. Like, it's just insane how busy it was. It was packed, like absolutely packed. What app can't you live without? WhatsApp, but I also love my solitaire app. (laughs) Okay, do tell. tell. I just really enjoy playing solitaire. So people play Candy Crush. If I'm on the bus and I'm dosing on my phone and I've caught up on Twitter, I, I will go and have a few rounds of solitaire with myself. I'm 29. And, and, and how do you do? How do you do? Oh, I'm amazing. I keep beating my own top scores. It's just the time sometimes has to be there and I have to be quick. Well done, Emma. Very proud Thank of you. Thank you very much. Um, what's your favourite social media account to follow? Archbishop of Banterbury. What is 
that. You know what they do? All they do is rob other people's content, like obviously with permission, like I presume, but you know, Twitter being the premise of every single meme you've ever seen, yeah. they just put up really funny stuff and that's all it is. It's a laugh, you know, or if there's a sociopolitical thing that's going on or there's something relevant or there's something, you know, that's quite upsetting, they have a way of being the most crack and bizarre yet grounding and appropriate with certain things too so you know they're not just total messers there is yeah. thought that goes into it and things and you have to request to follow them as well because they probably know that all these people are going in to rob their content and post them elsewhere it's like yeah. grand but you have to follow us for it your favourite things to do on a weekend um, my favourite things to do on the weekend will probably be sleep now <laughs> <laughs> before visiting family and things I have family living away and I have a little niece she's three and the best fun ever so yeah hanging out with her catching up with them beach always a big thing mountains always a big thing Love the Dublin Mountains. But yeah, obviously, like, don't get me wrong, big fan of a night out, you know? Big fan of a gig. <laughs> well, listen, enjoy what's left of your weekend because you'll be waking us up again on Monday morning from 7 o'clock, fully charged with Emma, Dave and Ashling. Emma, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, a pleasure. This is the Bellissimo Files. Exclusive to Spin. You're listening to the Bellissimo Files on Spin with me, Serena. A little earlier on in the show, we caught up with two stars from Winx. Fate, the Wink Saga, Elliot Salt and Hannah Van Westhuysen. I knew that was going to trip me up one time. If you missed that, anyway, you can catch that back. It is up on our website now, spin1038.com. But now it is time to catch up with two of their co-stars, Leah Minto and Anna Hardwick. They may look familiar to you because as well as starring in Fate, the Wink Saga, they were also in Normal People. So there's no way I couldn't ask them about both shows. Leah, Aina, congratulations on Wix Season 2. You guys must be thrilled. Number one I saw on the Irish charts here in Net- on Netflix. And number one in Ireland. Fantastic, mm-hmm. yeah. Leah, were you a little bit nervous coming back into this going, okay, Season 1 did really, really well. How are we going to top that? Yeah, we were so excited to read the scripts and they were very good, actually. Like, as the season was going on, they would give us, like, the different episodes throughout filming. So we were kind of constantly getting, you know, the story was unfolding for us, like, as we were filming, which was super interesting. So we were kind of moving along with it. And it just made me really miss everybody. It made me miss actually going back to, to being in Alfie and to being around everyone. It was lovely. Aina, have you watched any of it? How did it make you feel? So I had seen the first series because um, I, so I know Leah going back a while now and I knew she was in it. And when I was auditioning for it, I was watching it. And then the current season I've just finished yesterday. So and I don't normally binge things, but I got through it very, very quickly. So I think that's saying something. It was a dream to join this. It really was like I I was I was probably a bit apprehensive because I didn't know any I I knew I knew a few people from kind of different things, but obviously everyone has kind of formed these bonds. They've been yeah. through this amazing together. So that's always daunting, but everyone made it very, very easy. You know, so such a welcoming environment. And then we just had a lot of fun. Like it's it's a really, really fun job. It's a really fun shoot to do. Leah, you had a few storylines. One in particular was the romance with Tara. Mm-hmm. What was it like for you filming that like, wasn't all about the battles? There was some love in there as well. There's some romance with the cat and Tara this season. Yeah, we were, I remember like we were talking about it for season one, that this was like potentially somewhere for our characters to go. And we had a lovely chat with uh, Brian, the showrunner about it. And we were really happy as like as the scripts are coming out, we're like, this feels really right. Like as this is unfolding for us, like as the dialogue is happening between them. Um, and it was a lot of fun. Elliot, who plays Tara, is, <laughs> I think naturally Elliot is, 
so charming and is such like a natural flirt, which is kind of the opposite of the the terrorinicity that we get. Um, so so often, like you would just be kind of like giggling doing these scenes and not kind of being this badass specialist. I'm supposed to be. <laughs> you mentioned Elliot there. Did you guys get to cross over on normal people at all? Only through the readings. Um, so similar with myself and Aina that we got to be in the script readings together, but I don't think for. For myself and Elliot, we didn't. I was sitting next to the read through and on both times, both shows, I was in stitches. Just she was cracking me up the whole time. Talking about normal people, I did a deep dive on your um, Instagram, Aina, and I went back to when normal people launched. And I loved the naiveness of it all. Like there was a, I know we're working on something special here, but like you're putting it out like, you know, first episode, this is going to be great. You're going to fall in love with this show. But even when you were putting it out, did you think it was going to resonate with people and be as big, not only here in Ireland and the UK, but like in Australia, in America? I've thought about this and I can't quite remember because I think in some ways I did because because the book had already done that and the book yeah. had gone global and people, you know, fell in love with that. So I thought, you know, why wouldn't this? And then I, while we were filming, I had a really good feeling. I just, it was a, a brilliant team. And I guess as I watched sort of Paul and Daisy kind of, do their thing. I went, oh yeah, these are the people I've imagined. And I think the people that, you know, everyone would have imagined. So I guess I felt good about the show, but you you can never predict that it will go to those places, I think, no matter how, how good the show is. You know, it's a, you're catching on to something kind of ephemeral there. And I think the timing was great and the place we were all in at that time was great. So it suited a show like that. And it was, it was a total surprise. And we were all just experiencing it in lockdown. So it was very, very strange. But, but a total joy, i got to say. I just, enjoyed, I just enjoyed it all happening and watching it from afar. Yeah, it was, it was a special time. Leah, how do you look back at that time? Similarly, seeing, what the, seeing the effect that the book had on people, had on my male friends, and seeing like how they were talking about these stories and what these characters were experiencing and listening to that resonate, listening to my friends talk about it with their friends when they worked in Singapore. Watching a girl that kind of global was mental. But I, I remember having that kind of outer body moment, I think when we were filming in Trinity and seeing just, I think there's 10 or 12 of us there, all these students and being like, oh, this is my generation. This is, this is our generation of actors here in Ireland doing this BBC show. This is really cool. This is what I'm a part of. And Aina, is it cool? It almost feels like, and I know it was happening before that, but I do feel like it's what Leah, Leah said. It's almost kickstarted this new generation of actors. And I feel like there's more and more opportunities. Like I'm now here talking to you guys about Fate, the Wix saga filmed here in, in Ireland. Like that has to be for you guys as the new generation promising, knowing that you can even, you don't have to leave Ireland to make your career. Yeah, like last year was, I think people said like the busiest, you know, maybe the busiest year in this industry that they can remember. I was at the Galway Fly this year and like to look around and see what was being made in this country from the kind of short films, feature films, the things that come over here and film here. It's really exciting and yeah, it feels like this is a, a brilliant community to be a part of. And the fact that it's having this kind of maybe more global moment is fantastic to see. It's so exciting to see these fabulous things happening for you both and can't wait to see what you guys do next. Thank you so Thanks. much, Serena. You can catch, catch, I don't know, I think I'm channeling my mum there. <laughs> <laughs>
You've gone very Aussie today. Extra Aussie. <laughs> you can catch Aina and Leah in Fate the Wink Saga. It is streaming now on Netflix. Up next on the Bliss My Files, you heard her there. Aoife, you're going to be back. What are you bringing us? Give us a bit of a tease. I have some of the names who may be taking part in I'm a Celebrity All-Stars. Oh, you know how much I love that show. <laughs> In studio is our very own producer, Aoife. Lots has been going on. I know a little earlier in the show we spoke about Hocus Pocus. I know, I feel like it's Hocus Pocus week yep. here. Our Hocus Pocus day at least. Happy <laughs> Hocus Pocus day to you. <laughs> Everyone is so excited about it. I know most people watched it last night when it came out. I'm planning to watch it tonight. I'm so excited. But if you consider yourself the ultimate Hocus Pocus fan, I have something that may be of interest to you. The iconic cottage from the fu- the film is being replicated in a house in Salem in Massachusetts. No way! Not only that, it's going to be posted on Airbnb so you could have the chance to stay in a replica of the Hocus Pocus cottage in Salem, of all places. And it's not that expensive either. No, it's really cheap actually. I think it's $31 a night. Now, obviously, us being in Ireland, you will have to pay for travel expenses <laughs> to Massachusetts. So it's, if it's you not can, that cheap. If you can budget in the rest of that, I definitely think it's something for you if you're a fan. And actually, one of my really good friends just back from Salem she it looked absolutely incredible if you're a Halloween person I would say you just need to go and see that place anyway even if you don't get the Airbnb yeah because I was gonna say you probably need to log on now to get that Airbnb yeah so you actually have to log in on a certain date um bear with me there while I find out what that is I <laughs> uh, the 12th of October Wednesday 12th of October at 6 p.m BST you need to get on and try get your booking which I'm sure they're gonna go really fast definitely but definitely worth to try to get in there it looks incredible I love that now we've been talking hocus pocus but other fans are very excited because and just like that is coming back for a season two i don't know if it needs a season two you know i loved sex in the city yeah i wasn't a hundred percent about this show but season two is coming back and in season one everyone was really disappointed because john corbett who plays aiden said that he was going to be in season one there was no spotting of him he was mm. nobody no no he's a somebody he was nowhere <laughs> he was nowhere to be found but Sarah Jessica Parker has been teasing that oh you know he could possibly be coming back and now it's been confirmed that he is coming back oh. so we don't know how but I do have to admit he was my favorite one for Carrie so I think he was in season three and four of Sex in the City so it'd be great to see what happened we know he has a kid because when she saw him in I think it was in the film he turned around and all of a sudden or maybe it was in the series but all of a sudden there was a kid in those you know those kid things that they put on you <laughs> those kid backpacks they've got the a name kid things they put on <laughs> But he was wearing a kid backpack Do on the mean front. like a harness? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a little baby dangling. So we know he um, has a child, one child at least. So it'll be interesting to see mm. what happens next. I also just realised we accidentally did two Sarah Jessica Parker stories. Oh, we did too. Is Sarah, Jessica, is Sarah Jessica Parker coming to I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here? No, unfortunately not. Oh my God, imagine I would pay big money to see yeah. that. But last week we did tell you Anton Deck confirmed that I'm a Celeb All-Stars is happening. It's going to be on our screens in 2023 and uh, they're filming in South Africa, which is a change. Which they've just finished filming because I follow Stacey Solomon and Joe Swash has just returned. So it's not going to be like the 
the ones that we see when they go to Australia and it's all live. So this has been pre-recorded. So I wonder how are people voting people in and out? And what's interesting is Joe Swash is one of the rumoured ones to go into the jungle. Mm -hmm. So he's not just there as a presenter anymore. He's actually going to be a contestant. Yeah. So what what list has come out? Yeah. So I'm actually, I think it's a really good list. I'm quite impressed. I hope it's all true. This is allegedly, (laughs) we have to say. (laughs) So you've got Amir Khan, Andy Wyman, Carol Vorderman, Dean Gaffney. Oh, he is the best because he makes such sound effects when he's doing the test. Yeah, Georgia Toff, Gillian uh, McKeith, who was, I think she was Sainter. the screamer. Yeah, she was yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Janice Dickinson, Joe oh. Swash, Jordan, Jordan Banjo from uh, Diversity, uh, Mining Class, and oh. who I'm most excited about, who you know I'm a huge fan of and I don't know why I can't explain it, Sean Ryder. <laughs> I don't I don't understand this either. Anytime Aoife watches Celebrity Gogglebox, she goes on and on about the fact Sean that she Ryder, loves Sean Ryder. I know, and I keep seeing him on other TV shows now. He's Sean Ryder from The Happy Mondays, if you're not sure. I did love The Happy Mondays as well, so maybe that's why. I don't why. even know who The Happy Mondays are. But anyway, that looks like a great list. I cannot wait to watch. That's coming, I think, in 2023. 2023, and yeah. I'm really curious to see what it's going to look like in South Africa. They said it's not the traditional format, but they've a lot of twists and turns coming our way. I can't wait. I can't mm. wait. Something else I can't wait for. Aoife, you're going to be back with the Bliss My File single of the week. I know, and I am taking over with dance music this week, which I'm so excited about. I've got the new one from Marty and a new one from Belters Only. We're doing an Irish battle for dance track, or for our full track of the week this week. So head over to our Instagram at officialspin1038 and you can cast your vote over there. You're on the Bellissimo Files on Spin with me, Serena. It's now time to turn our attention to the big screen. The rom-com is back and it's back bigger than ever thanks to director Ol Parker and writer. He wrote Ticket to Paradise with only two people in mind. That was Julia Roberts and George Clooney. He had no plan B. Thank goodness he pulled that off. I wanted to catch up with him to find out how he kept backing himself and going, this is Julia and George. They will say yes. Oh, why was this? the right time, right place, right circumstance for the rom-com to come back? Um, uh, thank you for quoting the film in, in your question. <laughs> Did I do um, it right? I was so nervous see, about see, that one. No, you've absolutely <laughs> nailed it, completely nailed it. Um, uh, because, well, I started writing it with my friend Dan during the pandemic, during lockdown, and so it, even the writing of it was an antidote to the times that we were having or not having, and just to be there in my head was amazing, and so then making it was a joy. And these are still dark and desperate times. And so if we can bring any optimism or happiness or goodwill to anybody, then we'll take it. Um, yeah, It's so well, funny that you said that, because when my friend and I walked out of the screening, mm. we just went, wasn't it nice to just escape with George and Julia and the rest of the cast? Sure, yeah. But just for two hours and yeah. just not think about anything but else. also to sit in a room, one of the collective things that we've missed is laughter. Comedies yeah. don't play in your sitting room nearly as well or on headphones or on a plane, do you know what I mean? And so to be in a room with lots of people laughing is an amazing thing. And I can testify to it because we, we had the premiere last night and it went good, thankfully, <laughs> which was a relief because I was sitting next to George and Julia. So if there'd been no laughs, it would have been a <laughs> crappy night for me. But um, luckily there were. But it's an amazing feeling to be in a room with a lot of people. To be in a room with a lot of people is good enough, but to have them all rocking in laughter. And we've missed that, I think. So, um, yeah, that was why. 
I love the way you work. Like, you wrote this with George and Julia in mind. I did. No plan B. No. Where did you get that confidence from? I did. Well, Cher, I wrote the part in Mamma Mia for. And then when I offered it to her, she turned it down. And then I wrote back going, I'm sorry, you don't seem to understand. And I think she turned it down four times. Get and, out! And the studio were like, we were shooting next week. We really need to find someone. I was like, no, no, it's Cher. And I just kept writing going, sorry, I'm not sure you read it correctly, but we're shooting quite soon and you will be there. And so, um, uh, yeah, it's just blind faith, I think. Um, what made Cher change her mind? Um, I, she just you wanted, weren't going to stop? Yeah, I was stalking, I think. She just <laughs> wanted to get rid of me, I think. So, so um, you literally write with someone in mind? Sometimes, yeah. With Cher, with that, it was always Cher. There just had to be. There's no one else going to arrive. We had other candidates, but there's no, there's only one Cher. So and with this, yeah, it just seemed incredibly right. But for all the reasons, they're gorgeous and they're geniuses and Julia's the queen of this kind of movie. But also their shared history and their chemistry, for all the reasons, it was just them. So then I'll write it and then go, oh my God, it's actually happening. Do yeah, which is to, no, no, to get the call that they were doing it. I mean, yeah. part, obviously with Cher as well, you kind of go, um, you know, you, it's a fantasy. And then to get the call they were both doing it and I was going to Zoom with both of them. Uh, was a uniquely terrifying moment. But then, okay, that's a terrifying moment, but yeah. then turning up to set going, oh, now I need to make this happen. Yeah, day one is really scary. Day one, I couldn't get out of bed. I was just laying in bed that morning going, okay, I'm really scared now. But then you have to go, you know, pressure's a privilege. This is what my 21-year-old self dreamt of, do you know what I mean? And so you just think, well, how could I not enjoy this? And they're really lovely. One of the reasons they survived so long. Yeah. And, you know, at this point, you know, with the industry and with social media and everything, we know who's not cool, do you know what I mean? We know who's not a good person and in a way that maybe 20, 30 years ago that could have been protected. And so if you're not, you know, good on set as well as off set as well as on, then people will discover you. And these guys are gorgeous. And they're fabulous on set. I'm so and glad. You know, on screen and off. But yeah. I mean, yeah, fabulous. I'm so glad you made this. Can't wait to see what you do next and who else you're going to put on the big screen. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no plans. Ticket to Paradise is in cinemas now. Three, two, one. Let's go. It's the Bellissimo Files. The Bellissimo Files. On spin. You're listening to the Bellissimo Files on Spin, where usually at this time it's time for new music. It still is, but this time we're kicking off with this. Come on! Are you ready? Eva's dance track of the week. Just clap your hands to the beat. <laughs> Aoife, that intro makes me very excited. Oh yes, Music Fix this week is being taken over all by dance music. And it's not just because of me. There's just really good dance music out this week. I couldn't not play all of it. So we are always so excited when we hear new music from our very own Marty Gilfoyle under his name Marty, which is what he goes by. Uh, this is brand new from him and Just G. It is called Darkness. New Marty, music from Marty always makes me smile and he never disappoints. I know, it's so, so good. And what I'm loving about this week is we are putting two Irish dance acts up against each other. There's a brand new one from Belters Only. This is called Call Me. I think this is one of our toughest weeks. I love both. I'm absolutely loving that as well. Like, I believe they guys have been teasing that since they played Electric Picnic. I think they played it there. And uh, they've also just sold out a gig in Dublin on the 30th of October in the Academy. Like, sold out. Amazing. Insane. Yeah, amazing. so both of those, Marty and Belters only. An amazing dance battle up against Shudder this week. Head over to Add Official Spin on a Tray and cast your last minute vote. And while you do that, we're going to listen to this new one from Calvin Harris. 
That is so good. I feel like it's going to be popular everywhere, but especially in Australia where they're kicking off this summer right yeah, now. That's yeah, yeah, going yeah. to go off. That is, um, it is called Obsessed and it's from Calvin Harris featuring Charlie Pute and uh, Shen Sia, I think is how you pronounce her name. Um, I'm absolutely loving that. When I hear Calvin Harris, I usually think I'm going to get a big banging track, but I actually really like when he does this more paired back stuff as well. It's really, really good. So yeah, and uh, don't forget, head over to official spin on three. You've one last minute to get your vote in over there. Why did you do that? Here's a new one from MK and Aluna called Kiss It Better. Aoife, I feel you've spoilt us this I week know. with dance music. I would have liked to play out any of those tracks yeah. this week. I just, oh, I'm loving that. That was MK and Aluna with their new track, Kiss It Better. I'm a huge Aluna fan as well, so I'm hoping we'll hear more stuff from her too. And MK's one of your favourites, yeah? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But... That is not the Bellissimo Files track of the week this week. I think you're a little bit biased like we are. <laughs> I'm so happy you chose this one. It is the new one from Marty Guilfoyle on the, called uh, Darkness on the Bellissimo Files. You voted that your Bellissimo Files single of the week. It is Marty and Just G with Darkness. We're absolutely loving it, aren't we, Aoife? Yeah, absolutely loving that one from him. I'm so glad you vote with that as our track of the week. Don't forget as well, if you want to catch more new music, head over to our website, spin138.com or our app, and you'll get the Fresh Hits playlist over there. And if you missed any of today's show, of course, you can get that back up on our website as well, spin1038.com. You can watch all the videos there. Um, Aoife, you and I are back next week with a really special show. It's been 10 years of the Blissimo Files slash Plan B. Yes. So we've decided to look back at some of our favourite interviews. And there's a lot of big ones in there. There like, really huge. is. Yeah, so I'm, there's definitely going to be George Clooney. There'll mm-hmm. definitely be um, the Magic Mike uh, cast as well. But we want to know what you want on the show as well. Hit us up at our own um, Instagrams, at Serena Bellissimo and at Aoife Plunky, and we'll play them out next week. Up next, it is Jess with some great new music. We'll catch you next week. Bye. This is the Bellissimo Files. Exclusive to Spin.